Okay, welcome to another week of Fend for Yourself Friday. Last week I was off as I celebrated my ninth wedding anniversary with my wonderful wife, Allie. This week I called upon an old friend, that being Jordy, uh, someone I've known since apparently the first grade, as you'll hear uh, in the first segment. Today, Jordy and I talked about living the good life growing up playing the Nintendo 64, basically every summer of our youth. Uh, we talk about the Peloton, a bicycle that's not related to Nintendo 64 in any way, but it's probably a lot more productive choice for our well-being. I don't have one yet. Uh, I've been circling it for a while. Jordy does have one. Um, we talk about Jordy being an influencer on music. I reference a song he doesn't understand, which is why the second transition music is a, a song by Ariana Grande. Um, that's exciting. I learned how to do that. We talk about UND hockey. We talk about Red Pepper. We talk about me mooching tickets off, off of them for the better part of two decades, which I still appreciate them allowing me to go with them. All right, we'll catch you on the other side as Jordy and I start off a little intro together, and then we talk about the Nintendo 64 and eventually the Peloton. All right, see you on the other side. And welcome to another episode of Fend for Yourself Friday. Today we have one of my longest tenured friends, Jordy. Jordy, are you there? I am. Thanks for having me, James. Absolutely. I, I couldn't be happy. You're probably one of the biggest fans and now a contributor to the podcast. Is that correct? Yeah, I would think so. I've listened to every episode. I don't know if anybody else can make that claim. Probably somebody who's my blood relative or also my spouse. <laughs> Um, she gets to listen to it several times over as I'm editing it and then is like, how can this possibly take you this long? It, it turns out the Anchor app that I use is just totally okay. It's free, which is ideal, but also it's it's not not the best. I'm sure you'll get better as you continue to go down this endeavor. It would also go better if I wasn't playing Age of Empires, the computer game, while I'm editing. Oh, um, I bet. It, it, but you got to keep yourself entertained. Today's podcast is going to be a two-parter. Uh, in the first part, we're going to talk about Nintendo 64. Is it Just a quick question. Is that your favorite system of all time? Uh, it's definitely the system I played the most. And yeah, I think I have the best memories with and the we'll, Nintendo 64. Countless hours in my parents' basement. It was a good basement. Yeah. It's a great controller, but an even better basement. <laughs> But before we get into that, into that and into the second part, which is going to be about your, your Peloton, do you call it a Peloton or a Peloton? I say Peloton because I think that's the correct way to pronounce that word. So Allie's convinced it's Peloton, but I don't know why she thinks that. Well, now I'm second-guessing myself. It, I think they say Peloton, too. We're just going to go with it because I don't like saying Peloton. It's harder to say. Yeah, we'll go um, with Peloton. So we've known each other since since elementary school. Lots of good times. You lived with us in college for a while. Yeah, uh, you're actually. Big... I remember the first time I met you, James. When was that? I was in kindergarten. You were in first grade. Um, that's, that's accurate. Recess was getting over, so the every class had to line up. And you decided you would hold the door for the kindergartners. But as we were walking in, you kept calling us kindy kids in a mocking voice. What a burn. <laughs> yeah. And I remember, like, at that point, I'm like, I don't know about this guy. But first impressions aren't everything, I guess. It's an incredibly obnoxious way to meet somebody. That's, not, that's a mad, my, my bad, though. <laughs> when, when your brother and I, JJ, were in study hall, actually... Fast forward 11 years or 10 years um, when the kindergartners were going into the computer class next to the study hall we were in, uh, JJ and I kept trying to get them to uncross their arms and give us a high five, <laughs> much, much to the disgust of the kindergarten teacher. So I guess I never really grew up. No, you, yeah, you like to pick on kindergartners, I guess. That's my, that's my niche, bullying the <laughs> smallest of the small. Oh, that's a really that's really good stuff right there. 
But being that we also went to college together, you're also a big proponent of the red pepper, correct? Love it. I get unbelievable heat out here for the red pepper. People who've never tried it think it's terrible. It looks gross on the internet, which, I mean, I also understand that it's not really Mexican food. Yeah. But it is delicious. I think it's one of those things where if you didn't grow up with it, it's kind of hard to get on board with it. It is a very, very specific type of food. Yeah, I mean, the quality isn't really that great. And it, like you said, it doesn't look great, but there's just something about it. What, what do you think the meat is made of? Uh, I think it's maybe 40% hamburger and 60% oatmeal and some other filler. I thought I saw some sort of a lentil at some point when I was eating it last. I don't know what it is, and I'm not knocking it. It just, it's very specific. Yeah. Like, yeah, it sounds disgusting, but I love it. I crave it. Yeah, I would, I ordered it into into Virginia, and it was worth every penny. I don't care what anybody says. Yeah. It seems expensive, but everything in Virginia is expensive, so it wasn't that bad of a deal. Yeah, if I ever move, which I don't plan on, but if I do, I'm going to have to go down that route too it's definitely a, like a twice a year event yeah so you went to the red pepper before you went to the und hockey game correct uh actually my girlfriend lauren brought red pepper to me wow so even better delivered red pepper by your girlfriend is a huge win yeah what compelled her to do that well she was out shopping so i said hey would you mind swinging by red pepper and thankfully she was agreeable to that that is a that's an absolute keeper yeah the red pepper is great <laughs> and even better delivered so we went to the red pepper lots of times before we went to, to und games hockey and football and i'm gonna be honest i did a lot of mooching off of your guys's tickets yeah an it, insane it, amount it, <laughs> <laughs> probably thousands of dollars worth of it yeah how many hockey games do you think you went to or went with us well, over a hundred. I would guess about a hundred. Well, so I went. I started going with you guys when I was in like the sixth, the fifth or sixth grade. Yeah. And basically, it continued until I was moved to Virginia when I was like thirty. <laughs> <laughs> so almost twenty years. I, I would say it's it's somewhere between. I would say it's about seventy five. But when we were in college, I would go almost every weekend, at least once a weekend. Yeah. I'm going to declare myself your guys' favored ticket moocher. Yeah, no, I would agree with that. Until you've had significant others. Yeah, my dad, I mean, obviously knew that it'd be him and then JJ and me, you know, going to games. But he'd always buy four. I think it was, yeah, I think it was. And he always knew you were the fourth, so. I I appreciate that. I appreciate your dad very much. For yeah. sure. But before we jump into the podcast, we got a quick talk about how are the Mets doing? Uh, the Mets did not make the playoffs. They were in first place for over 100 days and then completely fell apart in typical Met fashion. It, it was a very messy thing to do. And I know you know that, do. so I don't know why you had to ask me that. <laughs> well, I also have a friend out here who's also a Mets fan, and he's from Brooklyn. Um, I I told him I was going to get his child a Chipper Jones jersey. (laughs) Did not. He did not appreciate that. I bet not. I still I still might. And you you also before we get into it again, I keep saying before we get into it, but it's important to talk nonsense first. It's it's somebody's birthday today, isn't it? It is. It's my dog Lincoln's birthday. He turned four. That's exciting. Yeah, he had a big day. We took him to Petco. Um, we got some treats there. Then we went to Starbucks and he got a puppuccino. And then Lauren bought him a lot of dog toys. He destroyed one already. He's pretty proud of himself. So yeah, good day for him. Happy is the birthdays to Lincoln. Is Lincoln taking stairs now or not? He does take stairs. I don't have to carry him anymore, which is a good thing. He weighs 80 pounds, but for the first in three years of his life he was petrified of stairs so i had to carry him up and down <laughs> which is not ideal because you don't exactly have the sturdiest back correct correct i've thrown my back out several times so hunching over to pick up an uncooperative labradoodle 
isn't the best thing. Well, you should carry him down the stairs once today just for his old time sake on his fourth birthday. I'll see if you'll let me. <laughs> All right. Now that we've had enough nonsense talk, we'll, we'll take a quick break and we'll meet on the other side to talk about uh, at least my favorite system growing up, the Nintendo 64. All right. The first segment today is going to be about the Nintendo 64. Not that I was a deprived child because I absolutely wasn't. I had a Sega Genesis with an awesome hockey game that I played for almost a decade. And that's not, that's not a bad thing. It was very fun. But you had a Nintendo 64. Correct. One of the best games, or one of the best systems for sure. Yeah, and it was like right in our wheelhouse when we were, you know, that like pre-teen age where yep. little boys are obsessed with video games. Oh, it was the perfect thing too. Yeah, very blessed. Like, Four game. player, multiplayer. And you guys always had the appropriate... So the, the best thing about it was you didn't need a giant TV because you could only go about two feet away because the cords are real short. Yep. And it, it really looked good on those that era television. Yeah. It was it was really an absolute perfect all-around uh, system and time in our lives. I agree. No jobs. No, nothing to do. No, no absolutely nothing to do. No. Yeah, just show up to your house at whatever time I felt like it, basically. Mm-hmm. And put in a couple, put in a good shift of playing Nintendo 64. Yeah, I would say in the summer, uh, would you say most days of the week you would be over? Oh, yeah, easily. And then just uh, random other kids would swing by. Oh, d- yes, absolutely. There was probably a crew of, there's probably any one of between three and eight people could be in your basement at any time. Yeah. It would probably be a lot. Yeah. Six wouldn't be out of the question. There was definitely times when we played Mario Kart with if you came in third or fourth, you had to sit out. Yep. And we'd always be sitting in my tiny room. It wasn't the biggest room. No. It was it was well shaped though. It was a nice it was long and narrow. Yeah. It was the perfect shape for Nintendo 64 playing because you could sit close enough to it. Definitely. Through through all your years playing it, what was your favorite game? Um it's got to be Mario Kart 64. And now, would you also say that's the game that you are best at through your entire video game career? Yeah. Please, I, please uh, tell that story. Um, I think I was in like third or fourth grade. And being the giant nerd that I was, I had a subscription to Nintendo Power, which was the Nintendo magazine. Um, they were having a competition to see who could have the fastest time in whatever course. And in order to enter, you had to take a picture of your TV, the N64, and your time. So I got two of those three in my little Polaroid picture, but being a dumb third grader, I didn't get the Nintendo 64 in it. So I think you could cheat, possibly. Yeah, I'm sure there's so something you could do. I wanted the N64 shown. So anyways, I would have won a gold controller because I had the fastest time submitted. But like I said, I didn't follow the directions properly. Now, I've seen the picture of you of you. And I've seen the picture from Nintendo Power Magazine because you showed it to me. You're pretty I mean, you were legitimately proud of yourself for a legitimate reason. Yeah. And it was I still talk about that to this day. I was telling Ally the other day about this. (laughs) Was she interested? <laughs> Text back, kind of. <laughs> but it's a really, it's an, it's a very impressive story. Yeah. Because there's only a select amount of people that are taking a picture in front of their Nintendo 64 and submitting it to Nintendo Power Magazine. And those are probably the best players at Mario Kart. And you it, really would have won that controller. Yep. I think about it from time to time. I don't know. I, that controller would have been in the garbage a long time ago by now, but you know. Uh, you you would have kept a magazine though for sure yeah would you say that's a more impressive feat than the time that i beat the number one player in winning 11 soccer uh you know that's also a pretty big accomplishment that was a really i I, it was a good thing i threw that thing in the trash and then bought a new one after the (laughs) semester was over um 
I if you can become addicted to an Xbox soccer game, I definitely was. But in that game, they would rate people from one to whatever number you were on the planet. And somehow I just got matched with the best player in the world. And, and did I win? Well, it went to overtime and he turned the game off. So that's not my fault, right? Right. No, that's a win. That's an absolute win. Now, I can't prove it. I can't back it up. There's no photos. But it'd be a very odd thing for me to lie about. Yeah, I, there's no reason for you to lie about such a thing. I think you came over later that day. Uh, yeah, I vaguely remember it. I remember when you said you snapped that disc in half. Yes, and it was... It, it was interfering of, with your finals? Yeah, it was interfering with my finals. It was. I couldn't put it down. And it's dumb as it sounds, it actually ended up being a very smart thing because I only ever got a 4.0 once in my college career. And, like, that was the one crack I ever had at it. And I got it done. Yeah, you just had to quit cold turkey. I had to go cold turkey. And I didn't literally, like, play any other games. They're too complicated for me besides soccer. Yeah. That's that's where the golden age of 64 came in. You didn't have to pay for extra power-ups or anything like that. Right. Like, I watched my nephew play the... What's the one the kids play on the television? Um well, all those first-person shooter games now, you got to pay extra for stuff? Yeah. I have no idea what's going on. No, I, yeah, I watched my nephews play Fortnite. And that's when I knew I was old. I had no idea what was going on. No. Zero idea. And my nephew, Colton, is legitimately good at it. Like, he's walking around telling me what's going on. He's shooting at people I can't even see. Yeah. It's a, it's a whole new world for us, Jordy. It really is. Time passed us by. It, I'm kind of glad that it did, although I have fallen back into Age of Empires, but it's even that's passed me by because they got new... I'm not going to get into it, but it's too hard now. <laughs> we, we, the, the listeners don't need to hear about me complaining about it, but what I will ask you is, is back in the day, what did you prefer, Perfect Dark or 007? Um, they're both really fun. I think Perfect Dark... It was just like a slight improvement because it was basically the same game, but just yes. a few years later. Yes. And we spent just countless hours until like two, three in the morning just playing against each other. In Perfect Dark or 007? Both. But well, both, Perfect yeah. Perfect Dark is what I remember more. It almost came out, Perfect Dark was almost like a whole other level of Nintendo 64. Yeah. It was it was like the cutting edge. I couldn't imagine anything being fancier. No. And I bet if you looked at it now, you would laugh. I, I still look at them sometimes on eBay to buy one. Um, I'm going to pull a trigger at some point. Probably not well, today. But before you do that, my mom was threatening to clean out my old bedroom and drop off a bunch of old stuff. And I'm sure a Nintendo 64 and all those games will be in there. If that happens, I'll send you my address. Yeah, and I don't will get, mail them to you. Don't throw it away. I never, I never had it at my beck and call at any time. I mean, I came over to your house whenever I wanted. Don't get me wrong. Uninvited, right. or, invited or uninvited. <laughs> um, but yeah, I would definitely play it at some times when my wife is working. You might have to go find an old TV. I don't know if they hook up to the new fancy ones or not. Well, there's nothing my wife would like more than an old TV in our house, so I better. <laughs> All right, but before we get too far out of it, did, did you prefer Zelda or Mario 64? Um, I think Mario. I, I played Zelda, but I don't really remember it too much. But Mario like, looked like fun. I completely like beat Mario. I got every star, I think, is what they were. It was even fun watching you play it. Yeah. I mean, it was a great game. It was, I don't know, if you look at like Mario from the Super Nintendo to the Nintendo 64, is just a complete game changer. Yeah, because it was three-dimensional. Yep. That's what I like to see. The, the sports game is where, I don't know, I, would, I certainly wouldn't say I excelled. Well, um, let me say this. You were terrible at Mario Kart. I was better than Gaber. Yeah, but he didn't even know how to hold the controller the right way. 
him holding the controller upside down was one of the most outrageous things i still to this day i think about his clammy hands and holding it the wrong way i honestly what i think happened he picked it up the wrong way and was too ashamed to ever admit it so for five years he kept his hands on the controller wrong claiming Uh it was more comfortable (laughs) He uh, he would vehemently claim it too yeah so great and then I think I was at least as good as Dan. You and JJ were by far the best. Yeah. You know, I think Dan was a close third, though. I'll allow it. And I don't, I don't like know it. that you were that close of a fourth. But I, I will know. say, didn't you go to Bemidji? I did. And play Mario 64 and dominate? I was terrorizing them like I terrorized kindergartners all through school. <laughs> <laughs> Just... I would never, I would, so if we played for an hour and a half, like sometimes the rule was, and I can't remember, like let's say the rule was James has to lose three times. And we would play for like two hours before I would lose three times. That's kind of mind blowing to me. It, it was, they were bad. Yeah. Did Sorry they have it state. growing up? I don't think they had the intensity that we had. Um, there might've been some, they might've had jobs. I don't really know. <laughs> yeah. They had something in the way of it, which is sad. But really? yeah, that's that is a true story. But the sports games, I you know, there's still my favorite baseball game of all time. Besides uh, Rocket Roger Clemens for the Sega Genesis, which is a game that existed and was comical. But uh, Ken Griffey Jr. baseball on the Nintendo sixty four is I would play it right now. Yeah, I wonder if it holds up. We would play. The seven game, the World Series, Braves versus the, who would you be? I think, oh, they would let you play as the Mets. Like it didn't have to be accurate, right? We played as the Twins sometimes too. Yeah, I remember, remember the Twins had um, Paul Molitor. Yeah, and who was the designated hitter for the Red Sox? I have no idea. Oh, oh David know. Ortiz. Ortiz. Yeah, but he wasn't good. No, he was terrible. Game. But yeah, I remember that. I thoroughly enjoyed that. I thoroughly enjoyed the illegal plays we would d- declare being illegal in Madden. Because they were just too overpowered. You can only use them like once every half. Yeah. Like a swing pass to Jerome Bettis was going for 14 yards. <laughs> yeah, no stopping. Whether that's accurate or not, it didn't matter. I also like that Madden was unlicensed then. Yeah. So, like, you would play as the Foxborough team, mm-hmm. which I didn't know that was the stadium until I was, like, 25. Um, and then, like, Wayne Gretzky. Oh, Robin Hood, about that game. Robin Hood and his Merry Men were at it again. <laughs> now, before we get too far away from this stuff, I, we have to give JJ his due. He's your brother. Has anybody been better at anything than JJ was at Banshee Boardwalk? Or was it Bowser's Castle? You know, both of those, I think he excelled at. Um, It was unbelievable. Yeah. I had a, was it Mario Speedway? That was your jam. Yeah, I was really good at that one. But yeah, Banshee Boardwalk and Bowser's Castle. You just run away with it every time. Those and then your brother's skill at the Sega Dreamcast hockey game. Oh, I, I couldn't play him. He beat me 20 to zero. I don't know what he did, but it was unparalleled in our time. Yeah. I don't, I, we could go on this, this word all the time, but after we talked about the sports games just a little bit, Pokemon Go, what the hell was that and why was it so fun? <laughs> I don't know. Um, I think Nintendo made an insane amount of money off it. People might still be playing it. I'm not sure. Is Pokemon Go, is that, is that Snap or Go? Am I, am I calling Pokemon Go or am I talking about Pokemon Snap? Oh, you're talking about Pokemon Snap. Yeah, Pokemon Go was like outside in my yard. I could like find the little people on my phone. But Correct. Pokemon Snap was insane. Yeah, it you would was... take pictures of Pokemon for some reason. In their habitat? Yeah. You could like throw stuff at them. It really, I don't know, some of those games that come out of Japan, they get pretty wild. The first set of games for the Nintendo 64 
were legitimately insane. There was the one where you you had to like demolish the planet so a, a truck driving nukes that had gotten away could make it to somewhere. Yeah, um, I think it was called Blast Core. Yes, it was, was C O R P S. So I think as kids we called it Blast Corps because we didn't have the internet to correct us. I just checked it. You can get Blast Corps for some reason via Etsy for seventy nine or for seventeen ninety nine. Oh, I bet it, I still have that. I could, I should maybe instead of giving them to you for free, I should be selling this stuff. You should absolutely be selling it. It's worth a lot of some of the stuff's worth a lot of money. Like the word a lot is used very loosely there. But <laughs> for some reason Blast Corps gets nine out of ten by something called IGN. Which I I talk about this a well a lot in real life, but I think the people who invented par and golf and the people who invented par and frisbee golf, like those two should talk because they're not even close. Like I could walk to the frisbee golf course tomorrow and shoot like a two over having no idea what I'm doing. And I don't know if I've gotten a par on an actual golf course more than like three times in my entire life. <laughs> and same as the people who do like the Nintendo game, video game ratings and people who rate gymnastics. Like yeah. this girl does seven flips and then lands and moves two inches. And they're like, that's a deduction. You know, I would include whoever rates music, you know, like, <laughs> Oh, Taylor Swift's new album, that's a 7.9, but the one before, 8.6. Like, how and where? What are you, what what are you rating you it against? Well, do you yeah. start at 10 and then each song, when you hear something you don't like, you shave off a point or two? I don't get it. I don't even know how it couldn't be a perfect 10 then. How do you, because I know your, your girlfriend is a pretty big Taylor Swift fan. Yep. How does that go in your house? Are you a big Taylor Swift fan? You know, I respect her artistry and the fact that she writes her own songs um and her two newest albums like not re-recorded ones but like is it evermore and folklore yes it is those two yeah we have them on vinyl i'm not disappointed when she puts them on i, we, I was concerned about how that would go because you are a, a music connoisseur a music music influencer at least as far as uh, boys and Drayton were concerned you were definitely the most knowledgeable yeah I think I had a subscription to Rolling Stone magazine so I think like I just knew like oh the Strokes have an album out whereas like other kids didn't know that that's correct that was the extent of my influencer I, I, I disagree you always had the best CDs Jordy you really did you know I agree but not everyone agrees with that I will say lately, though, so I looked at my top played songs so far this year on Apple Music. I don't think there's one that's been recorded in the past five years. So, like I said earlier, I think time just kind of passed me by. Yeah, we're, we're, I can't listen to the music they have today. It's, yeah. it's not even that I don't like it. I just have no idea what it is. Right. I don't know what's going on. I don't I'm know where to lost. find it. Do they have music videos? Me. Don't say anything bad about the K-pop on the on the podcast. They'll come no, after you. Nothing bad. I just I have absolutely zero knowledge of it. I was at work one time. Um, there's like 30 people in this class that I'm in slash teaching, and all of a sudden, oh my gosh, what is their name? Black Blackpink. I'm pretty I sure that's know. what they're called. They're called Blackpink. They came on Good Morning America. Or something, and I was absolutely spellbound by what was on the television. Like yeah. my brain couldn't comprehend why there was like seventeen thousand kids screaming outside, and like what was going on. Like not that they were good or bad, I just did not understand what I was seeing. Do you think when people who are our age saw the Beatles on like Ed Sullivan, they were like, "I don't get it"? Probably, the, yeah, you know. Why does he want to hold all these hands? <laughs> what is he doing? What's with their hair? Get him off my TV. That sounds exactly right. All right. So the last question I'll have, and I think we talked about it a little bit before about the Nintendo 64. Was it your favorite system? You kind of said yes. Yeah. No, it, 
definitely is now that I've had time to reflect. All the good times we had in your basement playing. So many wasted hours. I, I mean, wasted is a term. I would say thoroughly enjoying. What else were we going to do? Well, right. Like, I don't regret playing Nintendo 64 as a kid. No. With just a group of friends over. I think when time. we were like in the 10th or 11th grade, probably 11th grade-ish, uh, I think you and I were talking pretty in depth about maybe Splinter Cell, or or a video game. And somebody in our school said, "James, you're just so immature. I can't believe it." And I thought, I think we have different ideas about what maturity is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I don't like. I don't get me wrong. I'm not the a bastion for being mature, but like, eh, like we're making different choices here. Right. All right. Anything else you want to say about the Nintendo 64? Um, I think we covered it. I think we covered it really well. Nobody can, yeah, it's, I mean, we didn't, t- we could talk for hours, but go in circles, but I think we hit the high peaks. Mostly that I was better than Gaber. Um, Although I don't agree with that. Yeah, you were. Sorry, Gaber. Although he did get ball game on me, which is <laughs> still one of the most embarrassing moments of my life. What was that? Remember when we were playing, we would go over to your house before basketball games. Oh, yeah. And we would play one of the versions of football for like the Dreamcast or something. And I scored with like 60 seconds left for some reason thinking that that's not an eternity in Xbox soccer or Xbox football or Dreamcast football. Yeah. So as soon as I scored, I said ball game. And then Gaber came back to win. And I, I remember got, that. I got taunted with ball game for probably the next six months. You used to stamp stuff too. You would say stamp it <laughs> as in like it's over stamp it. I don't I guess when you think about it, it doesn't really make sense. That might have been something I saw on TV and was like saying ironically. Uh, ball game. I think I think stamp it came out of ball game. I think that I tried to rebrand ball game into stamp it. Okay. Yeah. Or, or it might have been the double the dumb and dumber you can't triple stamp a double stamp. Oh yeah, maybe. I just yelled that at Allie yesterday walking down the stairs. I said, Lloyd, you can't triple stamp a double stamp. And then she kept walking away, so I called her Lloyd again. <laughs> she had no idea what I was talking about. Yeah. Has I she actually, ever watched Dumb and Dumber? Yeah, she's seen it. She's absolutely seen it. She's I supposed to have it ingrained in her brain like you do. Correct. Yeah. I actually, before we go to this part of it, I actually text. I was texting Trevor, my Braves counterpart friend, yesterday. Yep. And I, I texted him and I said, I'll pull it back up here because it's, it's really funny, but I got to get it correctly. I, I, I texted him, Justin Turner is, is gas station, whatever the guy's name is, the Red Beard from Game of Thrones. Um, what is his name? Red Beard Game of Thrones. Um, pulling it. Torment. Oh, yep. And I text except I texted to Trevor and I'm like, I can't wait for Trevor's response. This is really funny. Yeah. Justin Turner is, is gas station torment from Game of Thrones. I but I said I texted to Allie. <laughs> so she just <laughs> replied with, I don't know what that means. I went to bed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's gonna text the right person. All right. Now that we've covered all the fun stuff, we're gonna have to get into the serious part. Um, when we talk about Peloton, just after this break. Okay. All right. So I, I've got to be honest. As jealous as I was of you guys having a Nintendo 64 growing up, I'm probably as jealous of the fact that you and Lauren have a Peloton now. Um, the, the first question that my wife wants to know is, are you riding it side to side? I have no idea what that means. So she's talking about the Ariana Grande song, Side to Side, where it's filmed with Ariana Grande riding a, riding a stationary bike in a music video. I'm unaware of that. <laughs> you're going you're gonna to have to Google it because it's, it's sort of an unbelievable scene all the way around. Um, the song is incredibly inappropriate. Is Can that you sing a lyric? I feel it's like I might know that song. 
like I've I been... said earlier, time has really passed us by, but I might I've... know that one. I do know this, the lyrics. I've been there all night. I've been there all day. Boy, oh boy, I'm riding it side to side. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, now that makes sense. No, I do not ride the Peloton side to side. <laughs> but you do call it a Peloton, not a Peloton. Correct. So are you happy with it so far? So far, yeah, I'm loving it. We both are. So you and Lauren have separate accounts? Um, yeah, so if like you only need one per household. So it's like a Netflix account kind of a thing? Yeah. You can have similar to that. Like Sai, you can log into yours or hers. Mm-hmm. And it'll like track my workout separately from hers. Do you guys compete? Uh, we haven't. Seems, yeah, that makes sense. What, what if somebody wanted to follow you? Do you follow friends on Peloton? Like if yeah. we got a Peloton, could I follow you? You definitely can. Our mutual friend Max also has a Peloton. I follow him. I know he likes it as well. Mm-hmm. So how big is it actually? Um, so the mat that it sits on is like three feet by five and a half feet. Hmm. That's not so that's, huge. No, that's all the room you need. So we could put that in our upstairs in our in our bedroom, like overlooking our bay window. Um, it would it would fit there, that's for sure. But I just feel like I'd get our entire room would smell like my sweat. Yeah, it is a sweaty workout, like dripping, wringing shirt, sweaty kind of workout. Yeah, so that's would, one thing to be worried about. It would definitely have to go in our garage then, which is not ideal, but that's what it would have to do. Will you talk about how long it took to arrive here? Yeah, so I ordered it, I think, like September 3rd-ish. Or maybe late August. And they gave me a delivery date of September 7th. Uh, It never showed up. So I called Peloton, who said, well, it's at the delivery company's spot now. So call them. So I called them and they're like, no, we don't have it. So I called Peloton back and they're like, oh, yeah, actually, we haven't dropped it off there yet. (laughs) That happened three more times. Um, So, yeah, like I love the Peloton bike. I didn't love getting it. And I guess my biggest issue is when they say you're scheduled for this date and time for it to be delivered and they just don't show up or don't call you to tell you it's not there. I don't know. I guess my definition of scheduled is different than theirs. Uh, They just appear to take the reservations, but not keep them. Correct. That's not helpful. No, but all that you got money back, right? I got a lot of money back. Yeah. So I work in the medical field. So I got like $200 off just for that. And then they kept, taking $200 off every time they scheduled it incorrectly. Well, that's not bad. So overall, it was like $800 off. That's a, that's actually really affordable then in the end. Yeah. Or really and good. I, mean, I would gladly wait another month and pay 800 less. Yes, for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Getting a discount for delaying exercise. So yeah, I mean, I will say it was a frustrating process to actually get the bike, but at least they were more than willing to shave off some money. That is what you want is to get that money back. Yep. Do you, do you, what do you wear during Peloton riding? Do you have the shoes? Yeah. You have to have clip in shoes and you got to buy it from them. Um, that's what we did. I think you can, if, I don't know if you already were in like cycle class or whatever, I think, other shoes can fit, but since I had never ridden a cycle like that, I just bought them from Peloton. How's the seat? It looks small. The seat is small. Um, you can get kind of sore the first few times you ride. Thankfully, it wasn't too bad for either of us, but I've definitely read horror stories. Did you get so padded shorts? Know... What's that? Did you get padded shorts? No. 
It might be the right answer for you. No, I mean, it's fine now. You Does it get used to it? You know, like the first time you take your bike out after the winter. Oh, I get what you're saying. You know, but then after a couple rides, no big deal. You're back at it and you feel you feel like you're back in the saddle. Not even literally, I guess, but I guess literally. Yeah, literally. Do you, does it hurt your back? Not at all. No, it hasn't. What drove you to get one? Um, so my sister has one. And her and her husband love it. So when we were out visiting, we just kind of looked at it. And then just one night I was kind of bored on the couch and I just looked at how much it would cost and it was kind of spur of the moment didn't think about it at all those are the best kind yeah can't overthink these kind of things just send it just exactly yeah do you have a favorite instructor yet um so I like Emma Lovewell it's pretty good her uh I like the music she plays and her classes are pretty challenging. Like after each class, it'll tell you your total output in kilowatts or something. I don't really know what that means. More of a jewels guy, but sure. With her, it's always like the highest because I think she's just, her rides are a little more intense. So I like that. Um, Who else is there? Lauren likes to take classes from a guy called Cody Rigsby. He's hilarious. I've never taken a class, but I've heard him when she's on the bike. Oh, he's on Dancing with the Stars right now. Is he? Yes. I don't know. Which, I I mean, I know because How my you know wife that? watches it. Oh. Allie watches it. Okay. And I just Googled it. I just Googled him. Uh, okay. I, didn't, like, I, I know there's a guy from Peloton on Dancing with the Stars. I didn't know that was his name. It's Cody. But he seems nice. Yeah. I mean. I uh, I did not like Sam Yo, but I think the issue there was I took a beginner class, and it was so easy. So I thought, oh, I'm actually in pretty good shape. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> so then I took one of his classes, and it was rated like 8.3 out of 10 for difficulty. Who is rating those? Uh, I think just other... People who have taken the class. So it's like, you can take live classes or you can do a recorded one. Oh, that I didn't realize that. Yeah. So like, you don't have to, like, I could hop on the bike now and there's probably 5,000 classes to choose from. So do you prefer the theme rides or what Allie cut in here or get it done? I'm not sure what that means. You know, I'm not too sure either. Most of them are like, this is an 80s pop ride, or this is a 2000s country ride, or a 30-minute alt-rock ride. Those are the ones I kind of go for. I know there are like hit rides and other things like that. So you like the music rides? Yeah, I basically choose a class based on what music and the difficulty I'd like to get on the Michelle Branch's Greatest Hits ride. You know, I don't know if that exists, but... (laughs) So whenever I think of of 2000s music, all I can think of is Michelle Branch because our friends from New Jersey um, live in a town called Old Bridge. And just randomly, a a tree fell on the road and it didn't get moved for like too long. So somebody named it Michelle Branch. (laughs) (laughs) They printed up T-shirts that said "Welcome to Old Bridge, home of Michelle the Branch." <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have no idea. I don't know why I didn't buy one because I thought they were hilarious. But like, where do you wear something like that? How like, many hits does Michelle Branch have? Are you Could asking you get Lord, a thirty-minute you... class out of her hits? Is my question. Well, I'm looking it up right now. She has "Are You Happy Now," and I think that's all that I know. What about, does she sing everywhere? Yes. So that's the only one I can think of. I think you could, I think you could get a 30 minute ride out of it, but you'd there'd probably, be some deep cuts. there'd be like the game of love I've heard of. Um, I've heard of, are you happy now? Everywhere. 
for some reason they listed you get me twice on oh you sent me free i can't read well um <laughs> you'd be stretching it but there's probably somebody who would do a michelle branch 30 minute ride oh what's what's your username jordy do you want to divulge that on the podcast yeah i'll let people know and i'll try not to lisp too bad because it's kind of tricky to say out loud but it's miley thyrus t-h-i-g-h-r-u-s who who gave you that name or suggested it that's it was me that's true um you're definitely my go-to whenever i need some sort of clever funny username or if i'm ever to start a business you're gonna name it well i already named on brand barbecue correct you had a name for a brewery i was gonna open oh i have to think about that the one that i'm gonna open lincoln's rambler that's yeah it was something like ranch house or something it was something about lincoln that's exactly what it was um yeah lincoln's ranch lincoln's ranch yeah i think yeah lincoln's ranch house because yeah no stairs no cares because he owes new stairs yep that's yeah that's i mean all the businesses i named don't exist maybe someday right 49th parallel is that your brewery yep where are you at with hallhard it's fallen off the map. Um, Northern Virginia isn't exactly Hallhard territory. Um, it's more fake fancy. Yeah. Um, there's a restaurant here called Eddie Merlot's. That's how I would describe it. Like, it's abstract, but supposed to sound fancy. Like, I don't know why they named it after some random guy and then a type of wine. Um, thinking about opening John's Chardonnay down the street. <laughs> Ronnie's Riesling. <laughs> this is a ridiculous name, and I, I don't get it. But no, Hallhart is a, is definitely a back home thing, not a Northern Virginia thing. Although the podcast is produced by Hallhart. So. It is produced by Hallhart. It is my number one company. Yeah. Uh, I'll definitely sell Hallhart gear at 49th Parallel. Yeah. Um, should that day ever happen. On the what banks of Lake Metagoshi. Size shirts. <laughs> Wide load. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, it's, uh, it's a great. It's a great company that that should probably exist. It definitely. Sh- I mean, it definitely would sell. Yeah. Hey, uh, I pe- still have the uh, original Hallhard T-shirt from our wedding. Yep. So and I'm Steve. holding on to it, not just because it was a great moment, um, just a great union of two people and their families, but if Hallard ever takes off, I think I could sell it for a lot of money. That sounds like a very good reason to keep it. Probably dozens of dollars. It's an original, though. There's no denying it because it's got the date on it. Yeah. You can't fake that. You cannot fake that. Also, I'll know which one it is because I bought the thickest kind of t-shirt ever. I didn't know how to order t-shirts then. And I, it's real thick. <laughs> I've never actually worn it. So I can't say. I rarely wear it because I'm a big into a comfortable t-shirt guy. Um, it's a very meaningful t-shirt to me, but it's not the most comfortable t-shirt I own. Sure. That, that is for sure. So but before we go, do you have anything else you want to say about the Peloton in general? Um. No, I guess if anybody else has a Peloton and listens to this podcast, feel free to add me. Again, it's Miley Thyrus. Um, and I'd also encourage you and Allie to look into purchasing one. Oh, we're looking deep into it. I'm, I'm ready to pull the trigger at this point. I got to think of my own clever username now. Um, yeah, I feel bad that I... Well, I didn't, you offered it, I guess. I, I, I did offer bad. it. It's a very, uh, it's a clever because when you ride bike, it's all about making your thighs huge, correct? Um, yeah, or glutes too. All the Depends length. on what you're riding. Several times a week, I point out how big my calf muscles are to my wife. <laughs> um, I call it leg day. Got to feed the legs at, right, when I do my leg day, which is basically like 25 minutes of me doing intermittent squats. It's It's not a lot of workout, but... I like to claim that I have giant thighs. Thighs big enough where a lot of pants don't fit well. well I remember you complaining about that in high school. Stupid and thighs. You said your thighs are too big, and everyone mocked you relentlessly for that. 
And I stand by it. Big tough James and his big thighs. <laughs> Biggest thighs this side of the Mississippi. <laughs> Now I live on the other side of the Mississippi, so they're not the biggest anymore. But one of my claims to fame is my just my giant thighs. It's one of those things that's half a joke and half serious. Like I'm joking about it until I put on a pair of straight jeans and I don't feel comfortable in them. But that's probably just me not wearing my pants right. Well, and I mean you're a tall guy. Tall enough. It's gotta be I am like the most generically sized American man. You're so a little I, bit light now for yeah. the modern man, but yes. Definitely. If I ever look for a shirt, no, we're, we sold out of that size or jeans. Um, no, most common size, so it's gone. I'm always an extra large. Even if I'm not an extra large, I'm still an extra large. I'm still hanging on to size 36 pants. It's kind of a pipe dream at this point, but I'm holding <laughs> on to it. Uh, hopefully this isn't too personal, but how's the 220 by 1020 going? Not great. No. I figured you'd ask about it, and I'm glad you did. Um, it's 1020. I'll have to weigh myself. Oh, it is. I'll, I forgot about that. I'll have, to, I'll have to put it on the, uh, I'll put it on the end of this thing when I, when I do the, the exit from the podcast. I'll give you guys an update. It's yeah, probably not going great, um, but I feel better. So that's a win. No, that's all that really matters. And like like 40% of my body mass is just in my thighs anyway. So <laughs> doesn't doesn't really matter. <laughs> One more question I have to ask have to ask. My wife's very interested. Are you gonna get a are you gonna get a the mirror? No, no plans on getting the mirror. Um I I just don't get how that's any better than like streaming a workout on your tv it doesn't seem like something i would want no um, although whenever i see something like that on the internet i'm like i should have that that seems like something i need and then well, I... that and i bet if i saw it like it i don't know it seems like it'd be in an airport store for some reason yes it would if be I stumble airport. upon it there i might fall in love so no plans to get a mirror but stranger things have happened and thankfully you're terrified of flying so well yeah um, do you feel better about flying now? No, even worse. Even worse. I hate it. Um, so we have a trip in a little over a week. This is true. And when my mind starts wandering, um, I start to think about that flight and get a little sweaty. So, no, I would say, if anything, my fear of flying has gotten worse. Would you rather do a two-and-a-half-hour Peloton ride or a two-and-a-half-hour flight from Fargo to Nashville? Um, I think both might kill me, so... I, <laughs> I still tell... Do you remember when we went to Boston and we yeah. were in the subway? You know, you remember the time I got terrified of the mist at the Drayton Golf Course? Yeah. <laughs> that was the same look you had in your eye in your eyes at the Boston Metro. You you looked at me and you said, "Don't leave me because I'll never get out," <laughs> which was a joke. But you were also you were you you didn't trust it. You, I don't think you trusted that I knew where I was going. Well, no, you deciphered the that subway map so quickly. I was very impressed. It once you look at a subway, once you've ridden the subway a couple of times anywhere, it, it makes a lot more sense. But right. The first time we rode one was in was in Paris. Oh. And thank God for that guy, the Paris subway, who bought our ticket, or we would still be stuck in that subway. <laughs> I had no idea what to do. Turns out all I speak is French there. And then somehow Allie, out of nowhere, was like her own compass. We're literally in some random part of Paris. And she's like, we need to go this direction. I'm like, you have no idea where we're going or no idea where we're at. She was right. We just started walking and like 20 minutes later, we were at the Eiffel Tower. That's incredible. Same thing happened in Athens. She's like, I'm like, well, we're trying to go see the Olympic Stadium. We just need to walk this direction. But like, you have no idea. There's no way you know where to go. 20 minutes later, the uh, Greek National Police in riot gear pulled up next to us. Um, and we walked into the Greek Olympic Stadium. And apparently they'd gotten... I, apparently they were told that there was going to be a riot or like a, a big demonstration at the Olympic Stadium. 
but it ended up being a hoax. <laughs> so they just they just sadly got back in their car and drove away. <laughs> I really enjoyed that part of it. But um, I think that's basically all we have to cover today. Yeah. Anything else you want to talk about? How are you going to fend for yourself on Friday? What are you going to have for supper? Um. Well, it's supposed to be date night Friday. And I'm kind of running out of time because I'm supposed to come up with a date. Uh, turns out there's not a whole lot going on in Grand Forks on Friday. So I'm kind of scrambling here. Maybe try Harry's, the new steakhouse. That seems like a good move. But yeah, I don't know. I got to get that figured out. It seems like a fail safe. Yeah. What are you doing for your Friday? Definitely going to watch the hockey game. I already got that. I already got that ESPN plus lined up. Nice. I'm going to do a quick complaint about this. I was listening to some college hockey podcast today. I take a picture of it so I can call them out by name. Where are they at? College hockey news. 2021-22 week two dash Michigan. They were complaining about how North Dakota doesn't play anybody and about how they never go out east. Which, to Mike, I have a lot of questions here. When was the last time Boston College went to the Betty to play basketball? <laughs> like, are they going to go to the Alara Center for a football game? Like, And also, they're flying to Connecticut right? this like, weekend. We come out here, well, I mean, I live here, but North Dakota comes out east at least once a year. Now, yeah. They were like, complaining they didn't go to an ECAC building in 20 years. Except for that one time they did go to Union. So, like, it would spend 20 years, except for it's only been six. But here's the thing with that. Those places aren't easy to get to. And also, like, when was the last time Notre Dame went and played at, well, I guess when Nebraska-Omaha had a team, or played Bemidji State in football at Bemidji? Right. Like, like, I'm not saying we're quite that caliber, but when you have the nicest stadium, people would prefer to come there. Right. And it's not like UND owes anybody to go play in their 2,000-seat arena. Right. And also, it's the only sport – well, not the only sport, but it's the biggest moneymaker that we have. Right. So, like, get off, get out of here, college hockey news. I don't, I don't I didn't appreciate it. I don't like it. No, there's definitely a hatred out there for UND hockey. I don't appreciate it. No. I do like getting mad at the TV and at my phone, so I'm fine with it. But I don't have much else to talk about at this point, now that I got my complaint in and heard about your Friday. Um, no, other than Nashville, see you in a week. See you in a week. week. I'm excited. What's it's, your uh, first meal plan there? In Nashville? Yeah. Well, I think we have to go to Hattie B's. That's the barbecue? The hot, the hot chicken place. Oh, yeah. 100%. That's it was... We stood in line for like 40 minutes and it was like 150 degrees outside <laughs> and it was still worth it. I was sweating, just baking in the sun. And now we're going to have, yeah, you can have, you can actually order beer in line. Oh, I don't really know how that works yet. Uh, I didn't do it last time because I couldn't figure it out. But I'm a lot more motivated this time to getting that done. I'm excited for the hotel Steve or the house Steve booked. Yeah, it looks really nice. It seems nice. They have, plenty of ubers and lifts perfect so it should be a very uh easy and fun very fun trip to nashville so one more quick question here have you ever had a nashville hot chicken sandwich from buffalo wild wings no it's good i mean i thought it was good but i have nothing to compare it to so that's why i'm pretty excited to get to nashville and try the real thing the real thing well it was like it literally almost floored me. It was so good. Like I was like licking the plate, <laughs> not literally, but pretty right. close. And their sides were delicious. It was perfect with beer because it was like super hot out. And like, it's, you don't really know what to expect there because you stand in line for so long and then you can't figure out like, there's not really waitresses, but there also sort of is waitresses. So it's almost like, it's almost like, a, I don't know how to describe it. You know, like in a restaurant where they give you a ticket or like a, like a thing to put on your table, like number 46? Yeah. And then they bring it to your table. That's what it is, but they leave your tab open so you can still order beer until you leave and like ice cream and stuff. Mm. It's very, very smart. They know what they're doing. 
definitely have to go to the original one too. There's a couple of them there, but the original is the way to go. I don't know why I think that, but I do. No, I'll, I'll take your advice. You right. base that on nothing though. I mean, I went to the original and I enjoyed it. Okay. It was located yeah. next to like a real dumpy dive bar, mm. which we don't have that out here. So I would, I would like to stop inside there as well. I'm sure Brandon will be on board for that. And... Oh yeah. All right. Well, I will see you in a week. Um, thanks for coming on the podcast. You definitely made my wife's day talking about your Peloton. And this is going to be our longest episode. It's over an hour. Well, we better cut that down. No one wants to hear me talk for that long. <laughs> I didn't think anybody wanted to hear me talk either, but apparently 30 people do. <laughs> so I'll take it. All right. I will talk to you again in one week when I see you live. Awesome. Thanks for having me, James. Yeah, absolutely. And I'll talk to you later. All right. Thanks for listening to another episode of Fend for Yourself Friday. I've got nice little Friday plans this weekend. My wife really wants a burrito, so I'm going to take her to Moe's so she can get her Taylor Swift-inspired crunchy burrito. I got lasagna that I put in the freezer. Might take that out and thaw it out. I might even hit up a little Chinese food. Have myself a little General Tso's chicken as I enjoy the UND game at Quinnipiac, as you heard me complain about earlier in the podcast. Next week, we're going to have a special guest on to talk about UND's trip to Nashville. Again, there'll be absolutely no game breakdown. We're just going to talk about the things we're going to see, the things we're going to do, the things we're going to eat. Hope you tune in again next week. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you again next Friday. Happy birthday, Lincoln.